0: The professional's choice. Have you guys ever heard of the term IOT? Well, it's all around us. And you probably see it almost every day, at least most of us anyway. We're going to get into what IOT means and how it's used in today's world. And we're going to relate it to the world of HVAC. There's another term that we're going to talk about during this podcast, and that term is predictive maintenance. Now, we're all used to the term preventative maintenance. Predictive maintenance is a little bit different. Preventative maintenance is when we show up on site, we check some stuff, um, clean coils, we prevent things from happening. Predictive maintenance is when we monitor and stack analytics, and we use those analytics to predict when failure is about to happen, or is close to happening. And then we can respond before a problem even occurs. We're gonna talk about IOT, we're gonna talk about predictive maintenance, and we're gonna talk about efficiency and value, and how Armstrong has developed a pump called the Design Envelope Pump, and how it kind of uh, comes full circle with with what we're talking about here, um, as far as value, efficiency, IOT, and predictive maintenance. I have a great guest on from Armstrong. His name is Avi Shai Moskovich. Very smart guy. Very intelligent. We're going to talk about a few things here. Let's get to it. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. So, guys, as always, i got to give the great sponsors of HVAC Know-It-All a shout out. Testo Yellow Jacket, Refrigeration Technologies, Armstrong, Field Pulse and True Tech Tools. And if you guys listen on a regular basis, you know that if you apply promo code at TrueTechTools.com, you apply promo code, know it all, you'll save 8% on your purchases. Sorry about Fluke and Fleer. We just can't save 8% on those items, but they still sell them if you're interested in those products. Now, True Tech Tools has developed a new way for you to save on Testo products. You have to follow a link, answer a couple of questions, Sign into your True Tech Tools account and then you'll see preferred Testo pricing. So if you want to go to this link and answer the questions, go to hvacnowitall.com, scroll down the homepage, the True Tech Tools logo, click on it, answer the questions, and when you sign into your True Tech Tools account, you will see preferred Testo pricing. I shared a meme from Field Pulse the other day. It was quite funny. It was basically to give you insight into a customer's mindset. It was a meme that had three stacked pictures. First picture was a couple guys staring at each other. And the caption was, well, you guys were just out here. Second picture is a bit of a stare down. Third picture, stare down again with some cut eye. And the caption was six years ago. Right? And that's what customers do. They play these games. Customer will call up well, you guys are just out here servicing this thing. I don't know why it's not working. And well, the dispatcher will start going through the file folders, find find the service report from the last time we were there. Yeah, we were there, but it was 14 months ago. And the customer will be like, oh, I thought it was sooner. That's what customers do. They want to save money. They don't want to pay for a repeat service call. So they try these little tactics. I'm the same way. When I call my cell phone provider or cable provider, I try to do the same thing. That's a customer mindset. But what I was going to say is Field Pulse can offer you the advantage of paperless um, tracking of your job history. So a customer tries to pull the stunt on you. You look up the last job that was done through their system, through their software, and you can easily tell the customer and send them the last report via email. Hey, this is what we did the last time. And this is all done with your fingertips in minutes and maybe even seconds. So this is the advantage of Field Pulse. They're offering a 14-day free trial for you guys. Um, Check it out, fieldpulse.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. Check it out, guys. Hello? Hey, Abby.
1: how you doing? Good, Gary. Yourself? Um, Well, since it's quarter to nine and uh my kids just went to bed a little bit tired but <laughs> <laughs> hey that yeah. that's that's what happens when you live the dream right i know i know mine's already asleep so so it's the
2: calm after the storm right now
1: oh yeah exactly how was how was your day today uh,
2: i was busy but uh, but good so i'm uh, on vacation next week so i'm looking forward to that and uh, to end the summer
1: um, how was yours? Well, today I was uh I was on a roof leak checking a uh a pretty large chiller for a, <clears throat> a server room. So this chiller is a McQuay chiller. It's got um it's got six compressors. They're called um three of them are piped together like uh it's called a trio. Mm-hmm. Um so they're piped in parallel and there's one circuit and then there's a second circuit, so two circuits. So one of the circuits was um short of refrigerant. So I spent the day leak checking and I'm pretty sure that I've got down to the bottom of it. I'm going to change a couple of parts that my leak detector told me were leaking and uh, we're going to go from there, put some gas in it and get it back up and running. So that, that was my day and that'll be my day tomorrow to end the week. And, and just like you, I have a couple of days off next week to, um, to bang out the rest of the summer with the kids. So it should be fun. Yeah, the the X is happening here in Toronto, so Oh that's right. We'll, yeah, the yeah, exhibition, so, yeah. So we'll be sure to to go there next week as well. It's always uh it's always a fun time there for sure. Yeah. Tradition. So, yeah, no, it definitely is a tradition. It's been how many years? Forty years, fifty years? I don't know. <laughs> I stopped
2: counting a while ago, but uh, but yeah, it's definitely a Toronto tradition for anybody that doesn't know.
1: And what the the C the CNE uh, Canadian Exhibition is. Well, it's, yeah, it's a great place. Lots of entertainment, rides for the kids, and and whatnot. But we're going to talk yeah. about some really cool things um, on this podcast. And um, before we before we get into that, um, tell me about your background um, in the industry and, and how you ended up at Armstrong. I'm sure, I'd be happy to. So
2: I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, started my career as an engineering consultant, designing mechanical systems for buildings and managed projects to, to build those. Um, After business school, I joined an innovation lab for an energy company where I developed cool ideas around how energy connected products and data all come together to bring value to consumers. I joined Armstrong about six months ago as a global marketing manager for the after sales service business line. Mm -hmm. Um, And I work over there to commercialize
1: IOT products and delivering value to the market. Yeah. And last time we talked, I I said to you, I said, that's, that that's a great word is, is value. And, um, if if you're providing value to a customer, I mean, your customer is going to keep coming back, right? Yeah. They're not going to stop coming back to you because you're providing value. So everybody might have a definition of value and what value is. So in your mind, um, for yourself and Armstrong, what is value?
2: In my mind, value really downs down to be efficient and saving time and money yes Every, everything those are the building blocks of, yep. of, of value um, so really if you can come up with products and, and tools
1: that can give that to your customers then you gave value exactly and and I think that I had mentioned before when I was in um, when I was in my gas fitter class um, to get my gas technician one certificate which is the highest level of um, gas certificate you can have in Ontario. It allows you to work on, on any piece of gas-fired equipment, basically under the sun. And my teacher was in, I'd say, mid-50s to early 60s, and he always had this little joke about him, about how he would always, he was lazy, and he always tested things in the lazy way. But he didn't mean lazy. That was just his little comical word to get you to kind of pay attention. He meant he did it in an efficient way. He did it mm-hmm. smarter, not harder. So it was less work for him, but he was still getting the the, the test point or the test value that he needed from, from whatever he was working on. So when you say value and efficiency, that goes a long way um, to helping a customer get what they want. And to be efficient is to provide value, like you were saying. Right? yeah yeah for sure
2: question was was your teacher using specific tools to provide value to to test in in a certain way
1: um yeah I'm sure he was using combustion analyzers and and digital meters and and manometers and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but he would say like if he was testing something he would he would say oh I'll bypass that that and that and that because there's no need to test that while I'm testing that and it might not be it might not come across to someone that's learning to to bypass things to be able to be more efficient because you got to understand what you're doing and he was very very intelligent and he was jumping he 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 was jumping the gun a little bit but i understood what he meant right i understood that what he was trying to do was try to tell us to be efficient and this is how i'm efficient but it's not necessarily how you can be efficient, because some people they have to take the step by step by step by step route, but because he was so um, experienced in his trade, he knew what steps he could skip during his troubleshooting to get to um, the end of what he was trying to accomplish right right so anyway, efficiency and value is is a great thing to provide to a customer, and if you provide that, they'll keep coming back to you and and we want to talk about. IOT because that's going to translate into Efficiency and value for a customer, but first we need to learn what IOT stands for
2: Yeah, sure so IOT is short for internet of things and what internet of things is um, it refers to the network of physical objects that have internet connectivity and Also to the layer of opportunities that this connectivity opens up from analytics and communication perspective Um, and really in our industry uh, think of all the edge devices uh, that we have the chillers the boilers the uh, the pumps um, the valves essentially every piece of equipment they're all working uh, in their own world but the minute you start connecting them becomes very very powerful and you can do great things um by by putting them all together and and uh, uh, analyzing uh, the data that they give you so that's really what is short
1: uh, in iot and we can delve a little bit more um into that a little later so when you say internet of things and can you give us some examples of some household items or household things um, that people might be using every day that's part of the iot internet of things
2: yeah sure so so iot is also um in the consumer side is what we refer to as a smart home so if you have amazon echo or you have an ecobee or nest smart thermostat or your wi-fi led lighting um, those are all iot products those are all connected to your wi-fi into the cloud um, and think about how much value those uh, devices uh, um, bring you if you have a smart thermostat that knows when you are coming home because it connects to your phone and it knows where when you are uh, in the area and it starts preparing the temperature um, to be comfortable when you are reaching home um, it's value right it gives you uh, first of all it saves you time because you don't have to uh, wait for an hour for the temperature to drop at home and And uh, it saves you money because um, during the day, it can let the temperature rise higher. It doesn't have to keep the temperature, for example, in 25 Celsius. Uh, I can let it go to 28, 29, but at 6 p.m. when you get home, it will be at 25 when you're comfortable. So that's a value because it saves you time and money.
1: Another example of that, too, is I know a couple of people that have actually gone on holiday in the wintertime. Um, to Cuba or Jamaica or, or somewhere in the Caribbean, and they get a notification on their phone that their house temperature has dropped below 60 degrees, like Fahrenheit, right? Oh, okay. So, no hey, yeah, the heating's not working, um, yeah. and it's and it's minus 20 degrees Celsius in Toronto. I better get my neighbor to open the door for a uh, tech to come in and, and and look at my heating before my yeah. uh, house freezes and the pipes burst, right? hundred percent. Yeah. So, so there, there's value there. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and so, like, go on, sorry.
2: No, no, no. I'm saying for sure. That's, that's, that's on the consumer side, what everybody knows. And the IOT is like, is, is let's talk about how this one comes in into our industry and how it can, uh, can change things for the better for, for, for everyone. Right?
1: Yeah. So, so go, l- l- let's talk about, um, your pumps. So how how does IoT and the pumps, how do they integrate great together to, to bring value and efficiency?
2: Sure. So if we can maybe we can give some context. If if we look at buildings, um what the problems that the steel buildings have are are what we call the uh, performance drift. So um equipment is installed, and it's been commissioned, it works as designed, but over time, um because it's moving pieces um, the efficiency and the and operation drifts away from the op- optimal peak. And so you have sort of a degradation of the assets. Um, another problem is that even if you have a building automation system, which are very expensive, they are very much centralized system. And what I mean by that is you have one computer, typically the operator's room, and you have wires that you have to run from every piece of equipment and every sensor and every boiler, um, you have to run them all the way back to the operator room. So it becomes very expensive to add uh, sensors. That's why yep. you don't add all the sensors that you would like to know. So maybe, for example, for a pump, you would like to know a lot of information, but because it's expensive, you only put a current sensor on the power line so you know if it's drawing current and you know it's on or off and then maybe a differential pressure, so you know the pressure differential is fine, um, and maybe a flow meter, and that's it. You don't know anything else. You don't know uh, the flow. You don't know how much how much power it actually takes. You just know where there is power. Um, you can't, uh, um, you know, you can't modulate it. Um, so really, um, those are issues that, that current building automation systems have. Um, Another one, another problem is that they don't uh, talk with other buildings. It's all confined into the same structure. You don't know, uh, you cannot compare uh, to uh, any other building uh, um, across the wall. Right. Uh, And when you are, when you, when the IOT concept comes in, um, that changes. All those issues are being um, addressed by, by having um, what we call the, uh, uh, a dynamic, and what I mean by dynamic is a real-time, uh, um, real-time device that can uh, give, you, uh, give you data in real-time and then changes based on uh, the operating efficiency. It's decentralized. Well, what I mean by that is now you don't have, um, all the wires that you have to pull back to the operator's room because those uh, devices, the smart devices that are connected to the IOT, um, connected to the internet directly, right? It becomes affordable and scalable. So you can add more devices, um, um, very easily, right? And maybe we can give some examples. I know you mentioned uh, last time we spoke that you went to a, um, to a service
1: call. And you had some issues, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just go go back for a minute, just so everybody understands exactly what we're talking about. So, what, what Avi was saying is that you have a bunch of uh, equipment, and you got to run. You got to you got to hardwire this equipment to controllers, and it's called a network, right? Um, and then we have to network all of this together and networks have their limitations you can only run certain length of wire before the network starts to um, Not communicate well and we had we had an instance and I'm going to give everybody an example uh, of how Just so you can compare it to I cuz I know what you're gonna bring up You're gonna bring up the cloud and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this example on how we can compare it and how the cloud is more beneficial so we had a building uh, we still take care of it. the The network was already at its limitation. We already had trouble communicating sometimes because the network um, wiring was so long. There was probably 15 rooftops, uh, maybe 50 unit heaters, and they were all on the same network. Okay, the uh, the network was then divided up into a subnetwork after, but we still had issues. So then then a contractor came in under a uh, tender and added two more rooftops. Okay. Um, Now when I go to the the, the operator's desk and I try to communicate with these two rooftops, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. And it's because the length of the network is at its max. Now the cloud, I know you're about to bring up the cloud. um, But before we get into that, I was going to, you asked me about the, the, the issue I had with, with this place that i walked into right
2: yeah we can call we can talk about that uh in a few minutes but what i wanted to to, to mention is um it's not just the cloud itself okay what we're talking about is really uh what we call active performance management okay. and what active performance management is really um, um, three things is one is you get a device in our case is a pump that actually has the option to respond in real time um, in a, in an intelligent manner um, to, change in, to changes in the load. And it's all embedded into the device itself. Okay, so it can work by itself intelligently. And the second thing is that you have a layer of analytics. Okay, so you have a layer of analytics. What we do is we, at Armstrong, we teamed up with the uh, IBM Watson uh, platform. People might, might know, might heard about Watson from, uh, from Jeopardy. So it's a very intelligent uh, AI uh, engine and we feed all the data that we get from this pump, um, to the cloud, right? To Watson yep. Yep. and Watson gives us a lot of, um, uh, information and, uh, and uh, benefit and insights that you cannot get from a typical building automation system.
1: Um,
2: for example, uh, it gives you an option to do
1: predictive maintenance, I like I like uh, that word and yeah, I mean, most of us know that the term preventative maintenance but we're going to talk about predictive maintenance which is which is a really cool word that I think so right. any anyway go on go on Abby
2: yeah so so really um um it it um it's a combination so what active performance management is is really a combination of the technology itself which is called design envelope technology that can um adjust to changing con- conditions by itself yeah, and that's what our design envelope pumps are able to do. And then we have the pump manager um, product, which is a, an analytics cloud based uh, product that is powered by IBM Watson and that takes all the data uh, from those pumps via Wi Fi and then it gives you insights like um, it knows how to recognize uh, uh, cavitation, it knows how to recognize Uh, If there is a a broken coupling, um, it can give you notification if the pump is in hand, and it knows how to, uh, so it records vibrations from the pump in real time, okay, and everything is in the cloud, and you can see that in real time. Um, So we can talk a little bit about about, um, uh, what is predictive maintenance versus preventive maintenance. Mm so, really, prevent, uh, predictive maintenance is, is a technique that helps determine the condition of, of uh, equipment that typically requires service, um, and really, it predicts when the maintenance should be performed. Okay, um, and the the difference is, is that this approach really allows you to do cost savings, uh, be, you know, over a routine or, or what we call a time-based preventive maintenance, right? Because you don't do the service on a regular basis only when you know the equipment requires that. Mm-hmm. As an example, think about, um, again, maybe a, the chiller that you were servicing yesterday, um, on a regular year, how many times do you need to go and do a service on that?
1: Um, we go about five times a year cause it's, uh, it's a pretty important server room and they, they like us to show up and because it's more to, the chillers. There's a pump room. There's a couple of chillers, and then the chillers feed uh, many, many um, uh, air handlers, which are fan coils, Liebert fan coils, down in a server room. So there's there's a, there's a lot of aspects to the system. So we go about five mm-hmm. times five times a year. Right. So if the system, is, so you do that on
2: preventive uh, schedule. Yes, that's right. Right. So if if that is being monitored live then you are able to apply a predictive maintenance concept that everything, as long as not, there's no alarm bells um, uh, ringing, everything works as fine. You don't have to go and service it. So then the user saves money, you save money, and we know because we monitor the equipment, you know that everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the concept of, of predictive maintenance. And, and what you do is you take the data, and you do some analytics on it and you compare different uh, patterns. For example, if you can record vibration of a a pump, you know that a certain vibration for a certain amount of time can cause a broken coupling, right? And and if you see, if you you understand and, and you've seen the pattern before, you can actually predict on other pumps when this broken, when this coupling is about to break, and then alert the tech, tell him which pump it is and what size of coupling it is, and then um, uh, go before it's even
1: broken to replace it. So let me ask you this: so a tech listening, he's he's he might be thinking to himself or she, because there's a lot of females coming in, which is which is really great. Um, we don't need to go to site anymore because of this. So. Does that mean they're going to lose out on on that day's work because they don't go to site anymore? Or is it that we're going to still charge the customer the same fee for that preventative maintenance because now we're monitoring predictive maintenance? You know what I mean? And still providing the value that way. But now we can tell the customer hey, we know we're still going to charge you the same amount as if a guy was coming out to, to your site. But now we know if something's going to happen and we can get there before it happens to fix the problem. To save you from an emergency or disaster from happening,
2: right? So two things. One, you're correct. One, if you need to go to site to see a problem, and then you have to drive off site for to the wholesaler and buy a piece of equipment, and then go back to site and start doing work. If you do, if you know ahead of time what's the issue, and what the pump is and, and, or what the equipment is, and you know, um, what the parts you need, then you save yourself a time.
1: And and that's one of the the benefits of this. It will, it will spit out a couple of parts that you may need to bring to the job to fix the problem. Right. Is that, is that how it works? Okay. Yeah. That's that's right. That's really cool because yeah, especially like, let's say you're, a tech is driving into a downtown core. Like we all, you and I know what it's like to try to drive into downtown Toronto. We get there, we're in the downtown core, we find that we need a little coupling for a pump, or maybe it's a big one, depending, and we got to drive all the way back out and then all the way back in. It's a complete pain in the ass, right? So yeah. if you bring the right part to the job already, I mean, that is efficiency and that's value, correct? That's right. Yeah. 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 So those new pumps, when they have pump manager um, attached with
2: them, that's what it allows you to do. Right. And you can see it in your palm of your hand. You can actually see and uh, what the issue is. You can see and uh, what the pump what the equipment is and what you need. So so that's 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 value and that's really the pow- some of the power of, of IoT and what it can bring to, to our business. So that's a very exciting time at Armstrong. We can actually do it. And we actually have that product out in the market and and um, we really want to connect more more products and more pumps because we see we see how valuable this solution is for for everyone from the users from the tech side to engineers to contractors and
1: everybody can benefit from that well here here's my example that we were going to discuss a few minutes ago so it was a saturday i'm on call and nobody likes to get called out when they're on call on a weekend I mean everybody plans to be called out but nobody likes it. Cuz <laughs> yeah. cuz I don't, especially if I'm sitting down and watching a movie with my kids or whatever and I get a service call. But this was this was maybe about uh, a year and a half ago, it was the winter time and I get a call that this building has no heat. It's a big warehouse. It's an old old warehouse. But it's big and the way it's heated is that there's a couple of boilers? There's I think there was three boilers in the boiler room, a couple of big pumps, and it circulates hot water through um, radiators that are mounted at 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 the deck, at the roof deck, with fans attached, and these fans blow um, air across the the hot water rads, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get a call that there's no heat, so I walk into the boiler room, and immediately I see water all over the place. The pumps were up on a mezzanine, um, and you had to actually go up a ladder maybe 15 feet to walk onto this mezzanine. And so the water was actually coming over this mezzanine like a waterfall, and it was landing on all the electrics mounted on the wall, uh, the the boiler controller, the disconnects for the pumps and and splitters and, and other kind of stuff. And I was truly amazed we didn't pop any breakers because we didn't. I don't know how that happened. Or didn't happen. So I climbed the ladder. I isolate the pump, um, and the reason why there was a leak is because the mechanical seal had gone um, in the pump. Right now, I isolated it, and then I had to switch it over to the um, the secondary or backup pump or or lead lag or or however they were doing it. But the fact that predictive maintenance can sense pump vibration. Because I'm sure this pump started vibrating once once that seal started to go. Um, and I'm sure it wasn't just a catastrophic failure. I'm sure it started to leak a little bit, leak a little bit, leak a little bit. And over time, it just popped. Now, this predictive maintenance could have prevented me from going there on a Saturday. It could have prevented water from potentially causing um, an electrical issue in the building, right? And, and it could have predicted the fact that all these workers in the building that day had no heat for a bunch of hours.
2: Yeah, exactly. You mean, you also mentioned something about you had to switch it yourself.
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So one of the, another feature that, um is, is to know that a, a pump is in hand. So right now, typically, when and I'm talking about in a in a, a commercial building that has a building automation system. Not all of them do. Um, you don't know when a pump is in hand. You can have the, the all the bells and whistles of, a, of an automation system, and, but if the operator goes in and puts it in hand, um, everything is, is bypassed. And you, you, know, you just don't know because you don't visit the mechanic room all the time. So pump manager, for example, will let you know that the pump is overridden and it's in hand, so you can go and bring it back to auto so you can actually work as intended in the design. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's a good feature. And if if there's a building operator on site, you can just even call them up and say, hey, your exactly. pump is your pump is in hand. Can you put it back so we don't have a an issue when they try to switch over, right? Exactly. So there was there was a security um couple of security items that you brought up regarding um all of this. If you, if you wanted to touch on that.
2: Yeah, sure. So um there's a lot of uh, questions typically about uh, how secure is, uh, is IOT and how secure is the cloud when we connect to the, um, uh, to the, to the network. And, and we do understand that. Um, and we actually took uh, a couple of, uh, of active measures, um, to really mitigate, uh, that risk. And the main ones that we did was, um, although it is possible to control the pumps and from the cloud and what's called a two-way communication and we disabled that two-way um, communication so now it's really a readout and um, so it's only the pump transmits um, information and data out to the cloud and, and nothing that uh, um, being controlled uh, out so it's really um um, there's no option to hack this because the, uh, the option is disabled completely uh, to control from outside. You are able to control the, the, the pumps, um, you know, within the building via Wi-Fi, uh, but not remotely from the cloud. Uh, and the second um, feature we did was that typically when you want to connect to the cloud, you need um, an Internet connection. Well, the two ways of the two ways to connect to the internet. One is through the building network, what we call the a LAN network, and another one is through a cellular network that, that, that all the cell phones are using. Um, so, what we decided to do at Armstrong was to go with the with the cellular network. Um, every pump has a, a router that comes with it, and it mount, and it mounted on the wall beside it. Um, a few pumps can connect to, to one to one router and that router um, also has a SIM card and it connects with a cellular network to the cloud and to send the data out. Um, so there's a really a physical um, um, uh, differentiation. So there's no connection. There's no physical connection between the pumps and, and the internet. So it really... Um, Um, those two main measures that that we take in order to to make sure that there's no hacking and there's a a cyber security for that solution.
1: Cool. So I I think that before we wrap this up, we talked about how scalable this is. And and when we say that, um, let's go back to the example where the network wiring, the hard wiring of a network gets to its max point and then it's hard to communicate. Now, these pumps, these um, design envelope pumps that you're talking about with their own router, they don't need to be hardwired into a network because they communicate with a cloud. So you can install okay. 10 pump. You can install 10 pumps in a massive building, um, and then on the other side of this massive building, another 10 two years later, and it's not going to be an issue because you don't have to run network wiring for these things to communicate because they all communicate to the cloud and you can pull the information off of that. Right. Yeah. So it's scalable Mm -hmm. and affordable. Yeah. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I wish, and I hope that's the future for all the way things are controlled. I mean, because it's not fun when you get a, like we deal with reliable controls and I was telling Tanji this, it's not fun when you get a job and you got a, you have 50 boards, 50 controllers and you got to network them all and you got to run power to them all and it's it's it it sucks. So yeah. this 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 cloud uh based technology that you guys are utilizing it's fantastic. To me that that's that's awesome. It really is. Yeah. It
2: gives you more data and and it really opens up the the black box to see what's in there. Yes. Right? Ex- which exactly, is, which is exciting. Yep. Um um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really, that's really powerful. And uh, um, like I said, we want to connect um, more assets and uh, and more pumps. Um, so if there are any questions, I think we can keep up the discussion uh, uh, on your Facebook group. Yep. Happy to answer questions there. Uh, and if anybody wants to have um, to read more and, and uh, get more information, they can go to our website and, uh, and look up uh, performance management. And you can read all all about it over there.
1: And the website is armstrongfluidtechnology.com. That's correct? right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for everybody that wants more information on this stuff, because it's it's the future. And what did I call it the last time? Do you remember? <laughs> no. HVAC porn. Oh yes, that's right. H-VAC porn.
2: That's right. That's it is right. It, yeah.
1: it is it is HVAC porn yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sure. it, it's so fascinating. <laughs> it just it just draws you in. So Armstrong. Yeah. Um, FluidTechnology.com and you guys can check more of this stuff out so Avi anything else that you want to um, Hit on before we take off. No, I'm good. You're good. Yeah, man. It's getting late. It's getting late I'm tired, and I'm sure you are too
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope to talk to you again soon
1: Oh, we will Um, and I think next week I'm gonna talk to Ro hit about more in-depth Conversation regarding design envelope pumps correct. Yes, that's right. Okay, cool. Awesome. All
0: right, man. Have a good night.
1: You you too. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: So the future is here in HVAC. And if you guys didn't know about this stuff beforehand, now you do. Predictive maintenance, IoT, this is the way things are going. So this is why I preach to old school techs set in their ways about digital gauges, digital manifold gauges. You gotta pick them up and try them. And you gotta learn them and understand how they how, how they get used because that's what's called progressing, that's what's called learning, that's what's called advancing your intelligence. And all of these advancements in the HVAC world, they're not going away, they're gonna keep coming at you and they're just gonna keep advancing. And if you don't stay on top of this stuff, You're not going to advance as a tech. That statement is 100% true. If you're not advancing, you're not reinventing yourself constantly, and you're not consistently learning, especially when new stuff comes out, you're going to get lost in the heat. I'm sorry, but you are. So you got to learn this stuff. So IoT, predictive maintenance, stacking analytics – looking at pump vibration which is incredible by the way watching it trend over time and learning what that trend is telling us and now we have a broken coupling like Avi was saying so now that's a baseline for every other pump we install when that when that baseline we can apply it to every other pump say hey look at this trend it's the same as that broken broken coupling back back a couple of years ago Now we know when that coupling is going to break. Let's go change that coupling. That's predictive maintenance. That is, that is truly amazing in my mind. Okay. And now instead of sending a guy or, or a girl, female to a site, like I said, there's more female techs coming into the, into, into this world and into the trades. And I really, really enjoy seeing that, to be honest with you. I think it's fabulous. So now we send a tech to a site, right? And they do preventative maintenance. So now we can take that tech off that site. He doesn't have to drive into a downtown core or to a building. And now he can sit at an office and he can look at the computer and say, hey, last time I looked at this, it was doing this, this, and this. Start trending things and start coming up with baseline patterns to apply to the next set of pumps that that they install or he installs or the company installs. That, that's, that's advancement in this trade. So take him off the site physically and get him to learn the analytics, get him to learn how the cloud works and how to monitor these pumps through an analytical way. Like if you think about sports these days, sports is, is a lot of analytics now. Tons of analytics involved in sports. So it doesn't surprise me that the world of HVAC is moving in this direction because it's information and information is gold when it comes to creating a service plan to help your customer and that's value and that's efficiency. So I asked Abby the question, so the tech doesn't have to go to site anymore during a PM. So does that mean the tech is going to lose out on that day's work? Well, in my mind, I say no. He doesn't have to lose out on that day's work because in my mind, you still, offer, you still offer a plan, a maintenance plan to the customer for the pump, but you say now for that same price that we would be coming to site, for that same price, now we're going to monitor and stack analytics to come up with a better service plan and we're going to get to your site before things break. That is our plan. That is our mission. And like I said, you take the tech off the site physically and you stick them in the office for a day to learn this stuff and to create to create these trends and look at things in a different manner. And this is the way the world is going. I'm sorry to say, but it is. In 20, 30 years from now, guys getting into the trade, there's going to be more and more and more stuff like this. And if you don't learn it, you don't take the opportunity to read up on it. You're going to get lost in the wind. So keep learning, keep advancing, keep your intelligence level high. And you can only do that if you continue to learn. This, is, this has been a, a good podcast. I learned a lot of stuff. I want to thank Avi for coming on. And I think that um, I know why Armstrong's been in business for so long. Because the last two people I've talked to from Armstrong on the podcasts are quality people. They're smart and intelligent people and they know their products. That's why Armstrong has been in in business for so long. Because they employ such great people. So if you guys want to learn more about this type of technology and how it can help you on your job sites, go to armstrongfluidtechnology.com and check it out. You guys have an awesome day. Happy HVAC.